0: Hello, I'm your host, Dora Vandekamp. Welcome to the Biohack Your Beauty podcast, where we take a deep dive into the world of biohacking, spirituality, wealth, and self-development. Join me in exploring paths to health sovereignty, freedom, and ultimate well-being with the experts, teachers, and guides who are leading the revolution. Hello, beautiful ones. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I am. I've been loving spring and all of the beauty that it has brought. There are flowers everywhere. I've been cocooned up in this little spot in Monterey. And oh my gosh, just the ocean and nature and the trees and all of the birdsong. Just watching nature really go through this very magical season and. Begin to prepare for the birth of many amazing things. And this is very in alignment with what I am currently working on. I am really in the gestation period of a number of really, really exciting projects that I am so excited to share with you. Oh my goodness. One of the projects that is revealing itself is actually a very exciting collaboration that I'm going to share with you today. It is going to be coming out on May 10th. I am so honored to be a part of it. It is called the Parenting Bundle. So this bundle is a collection of 90 plus eBooks, courses, and guides priced at only $50. So If it is bought separately, everything in the bundle would cost over $5,000 in total, which actually makes this offer an incredible 99% discount. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about what is in the bundle. So the topics covered include holistic pregnancies with healing herbs and breathwork, empowered births, nutrition, gut health, and healthy recipes for babies, kids, and new mamas, medicinal herbs, tea blends, salves, and tinctures for kids safe remedies, sensory development for babies and fun, engaging play, strength and conditioning for mamas who are preparing for childbirth, postpartum recovery, fertility optimization, and hormone balancing for increased fertility, Postpartum practices for boosting your mood and energy levels. Conscious parenting and how to raise securely attached children. Inner child healing and how to identify and handle emotional triggers. Safe bed sharing, natural diapering, night weaning, and potty training. Recipe swaps for your kids' favorite snacks and tips for picky eaters. Herbalism, homeopathy, and holistic care for the whole family and so much more. This is the ultimate bundle. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to check it out. I'm so excited to share it with you. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at DoraVanCamp and sign up for my newsletter at the link below to stay up to date on when it goes live as well as the amazing other things that will be coming up very, very soon. All right, so today we have Madison Arnholdt on this show. So Madison is one of my dear friends. She's one of the most high vibe beings I've honestly ever had the honor of knowing and loving. She is an ethereal fairy angel, literally dances through life. And she really is such an embodiment of walking the walk. So I'm very grateful to have her in my life So excited to share her magic with you today. She has a unique approach that combines intuition, mindset, energetics, emotional release, and manifestation. And she works with her clients to help them overcome what is holding them back so they can thrive in all areas of life. I know you're going to love this episode. This was so much fun to record. I hope it's just as much fun, if not more fun. listen to. So without further ado on to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be doing this podcast with you. I am super excited too. And this has been many months in the making because Addison and I have been boxering back and forth. We've been friends for a pretty good amount of time. I would say like four years, three years, something like that. And yeah, and so we just have been going back and forth on Voxer and we thought, hey, maybe this would be good to talk about on a podcast because there's so much magic that comes through for us.
1: Yeah. And it's just been so expansive and so healing to talk with someone who is equally as open and has been through so many of the same things. And who is like learning and growing so rapidly as well. And I feel like every time we <laughs> talk, it's so healing for both of us. And we, it's just like this, like upward, like spiral of, of connection, of wisdom, of like magic, of ideas um, that kind of like go back and forth between us. So we figured we would bring um, one of our conversations to the podcast and see um, where it takes us because we've been talking a lot of, about a lot of juicy things. So I'll just introduce myself really quick. And then Dora, you can do the same because we're airing this podcast on both of our podcasts. So my podcast is the Magnetically You podcast. And my name is Madison Arnholtz. I am an intuition and energy coach, and I help people follow their intuition and heal their energy, um, hence the energy and intuition coach, um, so that they can live more free, aligned, truly fulfilling to
0: them, <laughs> um, lives. That's amazing. Yes, Madison, you are amazing. And I, so I'm Dora and I host the biohack your beauty podcast and I'm a biohacker and a business mentor and I work in the quantum realm. So work with frequency and I love technology. And my mission is really to help women and entrepreneurs create a legacy of well-being, of wealth, and of impact. And so that is very much what the Biohack Your Podcast is focused on as well.
1: I love it. Oh, I'm so excited to be doing this. Okay. Where do we want to start? Maybe is there is there like anything on your heart that's like coming up? Up right
0: now to kick us off. (laughs) Yeah, I would say maybe just beginning with the topic of conversation that has been really ripe and juicy for us lately, which is entrepreneurship and being able to honor our ebbs and our flows. So good. Oh my
1: goodness, I feel like I could. We could probably do the whole podcast on this one because I know like in the first few years of my entrepreneurship journey it was insane the expectations that I put on myself and my business and it just caused so much pain and suffering and there was this like narrative in the coaching industry and in the entrepreneurship world that something is wrong with you. If you're not always growing, always making more money, always getting the higher months. And it was like this chase, 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 chase for the next thing, higher money, higher income. And if you're not doing it, something's wrong with you. And I was, you know, had so much of those feelings of something's wrong with me. I should be ashamed because I was like, so, um, attached to the expectations I have of how things, um, should flow. And I feel like I've like removed myself from so much of what I would call that brainwashing. And it's just like allowing there to be ebbs and flows in my energy and how inspired I am in the money and how much I show up, how much I don't show up. So I went off of Instagram for several months and now I'm kind of back and then I'm here and then I'm there and then it is, and then it's not, and it's okay. And it's allowed. And I actually, um, wrote something on Instagram recently that I would like to read that. I wish I would have known this. Um, <laughs> realize this sooner. Okay. If your energy doesn't flow consistently 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 seven, nothing is wrong with you. It's all mm. allowed. And I used to think that like freedom and success was like Everything always being the way my mind thought it should be, or always feeling the way I wanted to feel, and it's like that's not freedom. That's limitation. Freedom is in all of it being allowed, the ups and the flows, and not needing it to be different. So that's where I'll start. But I would love to hear like what comes up for you um, too.
0: Yes, so good. And something you really highlighted is it's all allowed, and I think that's a really big piece. Because as leaders and mentors, if we are trying to do it the way it's always been done, really not leaders because we're just doing it the same way that it's always been done. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best way or the better way. And because our world is is expanding rapidly and this is the best time to have ever lived. We are in this incredible place and have this incredible opportunity where we can blaze a new trail, we can create a new path. And so if we're trying to get in a way where we're cutting ourselves off from what is possible, then we're really limiting ourselves and This is the first time that we have had all of the resources that we have, that women have had all of the opportunities that we have. And so who's to say that the old way is better, right? Like if this is the new way, what if there is so much potential in allowing and surrendering and honoring like our cycles, right? Because with, when it comes to biohacking, and, and health, men have this 24 hour cycle and that's the same cycle. And every single day, same, same shit, same day. Right. But then with women, we have four plus cycles in a month and every single day is different. Every single day is different. So if our magic is really honoring those cycles, then why are we trying to be like men? Why are we trying to make it the same every single day? That's not how we're designed. And that's not how our magic is designed to be emulated into the world either.
1: Yes, and who's to say that? How do we know that life will be better, that we will be more successful, that everything will be better if we do operate in that way that society is telling us? What if if that's not the case? What if we actually get to have just as good, if not better, um, outcomes by trusting and allowing the ebb and flow of our emotions and our energy and our life. And what if we get to have a lot more joy in the process?
0: Yes. Yeah. And the joy piece is really important because why are we even doing it? Right. We get so caught up and and this is something that's been really big. It's like so many of us think things because. that's what we're supposed to do. That's just what we're, that's what we do. And yet why are we doing it? And so many of us are like, well, because that's what we do, but there's not a real heart centered soul reason. And so it's like, where are we success or status? Is it because we think we will be happy once we have it, but why not slow down? Why not honor your cycles and actually be happy now and allow that to take time and unfold organically and naturally and with joy and with sensuality and with pleasure and with all of these like this that we have the gift of creating in our lives
1: yes and it's like can we we really know it will be better there. It's like, that's like
0: (laughs) the greatest
1: illusion of the mind is that it will be better there. It will be better when, and when we can like truly recognize that illusion that you will never get there because you are only here and now. There doesn't exist. So if it's always there, 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 it will never be now. And now is the only thing that we have. And I think so many people are so afraid to live in that, Like now, joy because does that mean the whole future is gonna like fall apart? But it's like, well, what if it doesn't? What if you really can lean into like that sensuality, the pleasure, the slowness, the joy, what feels good for you? And what if that is allowed? What if that gets to work? What if you are free to do that? It's like, it's almost insanity when you think about it that way. It's like, why would we choose anything else? And the only reason we do is because, like you said, we think we are supposed to, we think we, um, have to
0: yeah but why (laughs) exactly and the thing is like you said so what if it does work out and what if you get to have all the things that you have set see or what if it doesn't right what if you sacrificing your well-being and sacrificing your happiness and, and and grinding and grinding. And, and then like you stop doing that and it doesn't work out. Well, maybe that's okay because you're not supposed to be living like that. And if that's the price of having this much, is that really worth it? And you could say maybe it is to you, but I feel like there's something really powerful in having that shift in perspective of okay, well, are there other paths? Is is this the only path or can I change what I think I should do and think I should have and open myself up to the possibility that there's something else out there that can fulfill me and something that can make me wealthy, right? Figuratively and literally.
1: Yes, I know where there's so much like seeking that externally, and after enough like suffering for some, <laughs> yeah. that was my path. Yeah, you're like, oh, I can't really do that anymore. So, if I tried all my best efforts to find it outside of me and it didn't work, well, the only other place to go,
0: <laughs> yeah, is
1: inside myself. And it's like when you can really like come home to that, knowing that your peace, your answers, your freedom like is inside of you. It's not inside of another person. It's not inside of a circumstance. It's not inside of a goal or a manifestation or the way you should feel or the way your circumstances should be like it's within you always. That's the ultimate freedom because then you're no longer reliant on circumstances or people for your
0: own inner alignment. You can find it from within. Yeah. And that's the key It's like, if you're relying constantly on that outer environment to feed you in your alignments, then how is that going to be different when you have all the money and all the status and all the things and it's not. So you're going to, you're going to be like rolling in, Oh, which is cool. And I'm all about that. Yeah, but You'll still, you'll still be like, them now, right? So yeah, like yeah, you'll be rich, but you'll still be miserable, which is also not great. And you might be way less healthy <laughs> because yeah, yeah. You like sacrificed your your well-being.
1: Yeah, I know. And then it's like when well-being and joy are primary, everything else seems to flow <laughs> yeah. and work itself out in ways better than we could have imagined. And it it takes a lot of trust. Yeah. To put those things first when we live in a world that's so convinced us that working hard is our greatest source of joy and success and fulfillment and worth. And it's like, totally. What if we what if we made that secondary? And what if that's okay? And what if that doesn't mean we don't get to have our desires or what we want? What if it just means we don't have to like suffer so hard on the way there? What if we get to joy
0: joy now and joy later? Yes, exactly. And I think it's like that really cliche saying of work smarter, not harder. And that's to me the ticket, right? Is being able to, I mean, that's why I feel like leaving a legacy of well being and, and impact is so interrelated to wealth, right? Because if I can pass on wealth in the form of well being, because we do, right? So our, children carry whatever health we give them and whatever health we support them in having as children during their childhood. If we're working all the time, how are we providing them with that? How are we providing them with connection and nurturing and physical health as well, right? Because even something as simple as spending that postpartum time breastfeeding your child. Is impactful for the rest of their lives, and then also being able to create an impact in the world long term. Because once you die, your kids are still living. Your grandkids are in this world, right? It's like we we don't inherit the earth from our aunt, we borrow it from our children. And so, how can we create a world where our children and our ants like like our offspring are the generations that come after us. Can still say, like, wow, my grandparents, my great grandparents really made an impact in making sure that I could live in well-being and in a state of wealth and create my own impact. And I feel like we can't do that if we're putting ourselves to the bone and spending our whole lives wasting away trying to meet this quota and living in the status quo
1: yes of being who we're supposed to be and doing what we think we're supposed to do like I uh definitely used to have a lot of (laughs) perfectionist uh tendencies and was very much living by like who I thought I was supposed to be based on how others were going to perceive me based on how much validation or success I thought it was going to bring me and trying like so hard to portray this like perfect image, especially in my business, that was not a fun time. And as I began like unraveling it, it was almost like, well, who am I, if I'm not trying to be who I think I'm supposed to be like, that's, I had been so heavily like living from who am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do that? It was like, well, who, what do I do under that? Who's under that? How do I live under that? And what i've <laughs> found as i've let that go more and more is freedom just of just being who i am in each moment allowing who i am in each moment and not needing it to be different or treating myself or my reality or my emotions as a problem to be solved and like finding true acceptance and allowing and seeing where that um where that leads.
0: Yeah, and there's something really powerful about acceptance and allowing, right? Because it's like this surrendering into letting it be what it, it could be instead of trying to make it what it should be yeah. and spiritual at all, which I am and I know you are there's that sense of, okay, maybe I don't know all the potential outcomes, right? (laughs) Maybe by wanting it to be this way, having it to be this way, I'm actually limiting myself from what could potentially happen and what miracles and what mind-blowing things could actually occur because I have to control everything to be this way.
1: Yes. Because
0: I know best. <laughs> exactly. It's like, how in the
1: world could our minds ever truly have a holistic understanding of what's best when there's like so many people and so many factors and so many things moving and changing in every single moment? To think that we could ever grasp or understand or control all of that is one insane <laughs> and and not insane, like also I did it, you know what I mean? But it's, it's it's insane. And it's um very limiting. It's so, yeah. And it's so scary to go off into the unknown to the mind because it's like, ah, this unknown looks a lot like jumping off a cliff and what's down there. Am I going to hit the bottom and die? And yeah. it's like, what if it's actually a giant pile of like fluffy clouds at the bottom filled with ma- magic and beautiful experiences yeah. and when we're willing to like trust those those leaps into the unknown instead of needing to know and to control everything it's truly miraculous and beyond the mind's understanding how wonderfully things can unfold yeah it's amazing
0: It is amazing. And I feel like one of the things that kind of comes through for me as we're talking is I feel like we, maybe not we, but I know for myself, at least sometimes throws me off from trusting and letting go and allowing things to unfold is comparison to other people hmm. so I'm in my flow I'm doing my thing I'm honoring my intuition and then boom somebody out who I'm like that person is so amazing and so cool and wow look at doing and look at how much they're creating and how much they're making and and then like actually maybe this isn't working for me maybe I need to do all these things and and fix that and change that and worry about yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. And then something to be really said set about setting boundaries around that and also being able to honor your uniqueness and your own path, because it's so easy to say, oh, my path should be like her or why isn't my path like Hers. Why is it so easy for her? Why is she creating these things, and I can't even do this? Right? It's just so it's so insidious and it's so dangerous in a way to compare yourself to people who a we have a small window into what their experience is, and b it's a totally diff. It's like a it's like that old saying comparing apples to oranges. You can't compare the two they're just different yeah and it's like a it's like an error of the mind to think if
1: I if they have that and I don't something's wrong with me yes why why is that better who decided that their reality their way of being their experiences were better that's just it's just like a narratives in the mind we've decided this is good and this is good and this is good and this is not good and this is not good and that's not good but like why
0: why can't it all just be (laughs) what it is exactly exactly and like you said it's we put that meaning right what is this what am I making this mean about me and what what am I making this mean in the world and a lot of that has to do with our own beliefs about ourselves and about what it is and about what's possible and i i mean they call them limiting beliefs for a reason <laughs> right cuz they can really limit us
1: yeah and i feel like every belief is a limiting belief <laughs> mm-hmm. cuz it's like any Thing that we like break down to a belief or a concept is no longer the infiniteness that it really is. And I don't think that means we have to go like <laughs> deleting beliefs or whatever. I actually don't even think I used to journal for hours upon hours upon hours, like who is my higher self and what does she believe? And what are my beliefs now? And how do I need to turn that belief around to be positive? And I would like beat, try to like beat my brain to death into submission to have these new um beliefs but when we instead of having to change all of our beliefs when we become aware of our beliefs they no longer have such a grip on us or control us and in that way it's like oh we don't have to go like belief by belief by belief like oh fix all your limiting beliefs because something is wrong with you it's like no we can just become aware because when we're aware we're no longer in that like unconscious like grip of the belief and we actually can have awareness over it and then choose what we want to, how we want to move forward in freedom and in clarity rather than, you know, like unconscious reaction. Like the, I was thinking as you uh, were talking about the comparison it's like becoming aware of when we are feeling like oh because i'm not as far along as them or i don't have this or that or they're better at this or whatever it is and you feel like that something is wrong with me it's like becoming aware of like where does that becoming aware of that thought, that belief. And then it's like, where, where do you typically go when you start feeling that way? Do you go distract yourself and repress your feelings by scrolling social media? Like, what are your habitual tendencies? What are your habitual reactions? And can you become aware of that? Because as soon as we become aware, it stops that momentum of those habitual tendencies that just perpetuate those feelings. Like the mind will have this feeling, something's wrong with me. Like they're making more money and I'm not. Therefore, something's wrong with me. Therefore, I need to go hustle harder and do a thousand things and try to make more money. But it's in that very chase for feeling that something is wrong with me whole that you actually just make it (laughs) worse. (laughs) And the more we become aware that, oh, this hole that I'm perceiving is actually an illusion and all those habitual ways that I typically react or repress are not actually, um, helpful or useful. And then it's like, can you sit with the discomfort of feeling like something is wrong with you without reacting in those habitual ways? And then can you see what happens when you're that aware? And when you don't let the, when you, um, I don't know, don't like (laughs) try to fill that hole by doing the things you would habitually do. It's like, what happens from there? And it's like, well, uh, what I found is that <laughs> it's freedom. Yeah. First, you it might lose its grip on you. Exactly. Yeah. You have to yeah. feel the feels. Yes yeah. Release. But then it loses its grip yeah. and then you're no longer compelled into action. That's coming from something that something is wrong with me. There's either nothing to do because you don't need to do anything anymore. Now that you don't feel like something is wrong with you yeah. or your actions can come from a deeper the deeper like inspiration and intuitive part of you that already is whole and worthy and how like that feeling of inner security rather than acting to fill like a hole then you you find almost like you come back to your wholeness within And then you don't need to go filling any holes. And then instead of your actions being to fill something broken, quote, broken within you, your actions can come from a deeper place within you. And that's where we can um, really, I think, create um, our most inspired creations, our most unique creations, our most, um, our biggest impact on the world. Mm, That was so good.
0: So good. (laughs)
1: And you, yeah, and you like really. And the thing is, right? You
0: painted such a great picture because if you're always filling the holes, you can never live in overflow. Because everything you're doing is just trying to fill those holes, and so if you fill the holes, then everything else is overflow.
1: Yes, and it's not even that we have to fill the holes. Yeah, it's like yes, and it's like realizing that there never was a hole to begin with. When you come back to that, knowing that there never was a hole to begin with, (gasps) then everything else is overflow. Everything else else is overflow. That was the most beautiful, like, emerging of like ideas. I feel like I'm like, oh my god, I just am obsessed because it's so true, and that is really how it feels. It's like when I come back to that like inner sense of wholeness from within me and then go about my life. Like from there, it is everything else is just icing on the cake because I'm whole from within. I don't need anything um, else. It's just like, yes, like I welcome it. Like welcome the magic, welcome the experiences, welcome the opportunities, but I don't know. I no longer need them or I'm emotionally dependent on them. And then it's like you said, it's just overflow. It's just icing on the cake. And like, I feel like that is, that is true freedom. And that is true. Wealth is that coming. I don't know what, how you want to say yeah. it, but it's like realizing from within yourself, your own
0: wholeness, just exactly. as you are. Exactly. And that is magnetism ladies and gentlemen, yes. <laughs> right? Cause that's oh. where like, like when a bad bitch walks down the street and she's like, I need nothing. But (laughs) anything I receive is just icing on the cake because I'm the baddest and I've got what I need and I create my own reality and I create my own joy and happiness, but I'll take whatever is overflow because I would love to live in it. I'd love to revel in it and enjoy and and bathe in it and, and all of that. But it's all about that magnetic, like everything is overflow. And being in that state, that is magnetic as fuck. Oh my God. I am just like floored by this like new way of
1: because the, the word overflow for me, honestly, in the past had been so connected to so many business coaches talking about overflow and overflow meaning like millions and millions of dollars and very, very focused on like get more money, get more money, get more money. And then you have overflow. But this is like a oh, much more deeper wonderful magical meaning of overflow that I'm just floored by and so thrilled that this is where the
0: conversation has gone so good so good so good and all of it really just comes from honoring yourself I mean it's so beautiful, but it's so it doesn't have to be complicated and I think yeah. that's the other thing that especially as coaches, right, we tend to feel like it has to be complicated because that's why often people hire a coach because they're like, I it, it I have to help have somebody help me figure it out And I think it's like your coach, is there for a reason. And obviously it's an incredible experience to have that heart and have that person mirroring back to you. Like that's what I love about mentorship. But it really doesn't have to be complicated. Like as long as you follow that path of being able to honor your body, honoring your intuition, honoring your like heart then I feel like everything else can just follow that.
1: Yes, it really, it really does. And it really is that simple. However, it can be so hard because it to follow like, oh, like what feels good for me in this (laughs) moment? Like the mind has so many contradictory stories and so many fearful um, emotions and we, and and instead of like going actually into those feelings and releasing those feelings, we like go out and like, just do what we like think we have to do rather than releasing the feeling that's blocking us from actually doing what's in true alignment for us And the, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, the more we do that, the more we start like playing with that and trusting um, that the more you realize like, Oh, it actually is okay to do this. It is safe to do this. It does work out when I follow what
0: um, feels right for, for me. Yeah. And so my question for you then, because I feel like so many people have this challenge is like, I want to follow my intuition, but I have a lot of, belief systems and a lot of trauma and a lot of my mind is telling me that aren't necessarily my intuition. Cause I know like, let's say past of me in a relationship, I could say, Oh, my intuition tells me to stay with this person because I mm. love them. But really it was probably time for me to leave that relationship because my intuition quote unquote, was really just tied to my own nervous system trauma and all of that. So how know then what's what's our mind and what's our real intuition? Oh my gosh,
1: this is so perfect because literally two minutes before um, we started recording this, I posted an Instagram reel about this very question. (laughs) (laughs) So I will just say it again um, here. So the two ways I shared on Uh, Instagram that I think are the most like helpful for knowing, is this my intuition or is this my mind? Intuition typically feels like it's coming from below the neck. So for most people, it's like the heart space, the gut space, somewhere in that general vicinity. For me, I get this like sense of like knowings kind of like coming from like out in front of me, like towards my heart space But I have other clients who feel, I have clients who feel like it comes right from their gut or right from their heart. So below the neck is like general rule of thumb, we'll say, but there's no actual like rules of thumb. Everyone's different. Um, So you have to really tune into what it is for you. So the mind is, it will feel like it's coming from inside your head. So if like a thought or an answer or like stay in the relationship feels like it came from inside the head like above the neck um that is a great sign that it's the (laughs) mind (laughs) and then the other thing I would say is like intuition usually comes through very like calm clear grounded and neutral it just like is you just know you know without knowing how you know whereas with uh the mind, it can be more, there's like an urgency or a, f- a frantic feeling or like a pressure, <laughs> adrenaline. Yeah. That manic high feeling. I used to think that manic Same. inspired excitement was my I intuition. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> not your intuition in guys. my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, like your intuition may still lead you to do the same thing. But what I found is so much more helpful for me is like to wait for that, like manic high, like inspiration to like settle down and then move from that more neutral grounded place. Like that's where your intuition is really going to be coming um, through. And then, yeah, the mind is more like there could be an urgent feeling, a rush, frantic, a lot more like justifying and like convincing yourself and like thinking it through and like lodging your way into believing that that's what you... um, should do it's like oh I should stay in the relationship because of this and because of this and yeah if I leave that, that's not going to be good and then I'll be alone forever and like that, yeah. like all that like mental like spinning yeah not was... your intuition <laughs> yeah um so those are like I feel like two really good ways to um realize and the best way to realize is not by me saying that and then you looking at yourself and being like okay Madison said this and this it's like Those can be like helpful things, but it's really you have to have your own experiences for yourself. And I'm not talking like at you door more just like you as an everyone. (laughs) No, everybody. Um, Yeah. But everyone has to have their own experiences. And like you start recognizing when you do follow your intuition, you can it's it's more helpful, like, or not more helpful. It's sometimes easier in hindsight to see. Like you could see, like, yeah, it probably was my mind saying stay in that relationship. And that's okay. The hindsight is amazing insight, whether you did or didn't follow your intuition, because it's going to give you more clarity either way. And oftentimes the times where we don't follow our intuition and we are following our uh, mind, those are often like incredible, um, (laughs) incredible learning opportunities. And I think it's amazing to just start practicing with like the little things like I love to tell people like a great way to start playing with trusting your intuition and like is this my intuition or is this my mind is like little things like when you go get your nails done see if you can let your intuition to guide you to which color to pick Um, like which one are you magnetically drawn to which one can do you keep looking at or even can you listen inside yourself for an answer once (laughs) one time I went to get um my nails done. And I was like over like thinking and spinning, obviously not my intuition, very much my mind oh, yeah. and being the indecisive one. And I was just like, this should not be this complicated to pick a nail color. So I was like, okay. Inner voice intuition. What color would you have me pick? And then I listened and I kept hearing blue and I was like, what the fuck? I hate <laughs> blue. Like, this, is dumb. this can't be my intuition. Like this is not right. Like really? And I was like, inner voice, is it really, is that you? Is it blue? And I just kept getting blue, blue, blue. And I was like, okay, like I've done this enough to know, like, let's just try and see what happens. It's just my nails. Like if I hate it, it's fine. So I was like, I guess it's blue. So I told the people, I'm like, I'm going to go with this blue. I don't know why, because I hate blue, but here we (laughs) go. Um, And uh, so I sit down at, they go, go sit over there. So I sit at my like, you know, station. And I hear them talking, saying like, where's color? Like 141 or whatever the color was. They're like, I don't know. And they're like all looking for it. They can't find this color. And I, not kidding you, look in front of me and the blue color is sitting at my station already. Whoa! And I I was, everything else was on the shelf, but this one color, the one color that my intuition guided me to pick Against all <laughs> out of like, thousands, logic from my mind colors. out of thousands of colors was sitting right there. And then I was like, well, damn, if this is not like a reminder to I have goosebumps just telling it against like if this is not a, a reminder to trust my intuitions, like I don't know what it is. And then I ended up loving it because every time I looked at it, it was such a reminder of that like magical um experience. Right. So it could be so helpful just to. Practice and
0: play with the little things um yeah. like that and see see how it turns out. Yeah, I love it so much. And oh my gosh, it's so amazing when you yeah, when you really let yourself be guided because it really is so in life is so magical if you let it. Be magical. If you let yourself see the magic. And oh. honestly. I mean, I find so much I find magic in nature, like I'm so obsessed with nature, but there's magic everywhere. There's so many synchronicities, like affirmations that, that you are being taken care of and you are being guided. I mean, yes. endless. If you let yes. yourself look for them and, and practice looking for them and remembering when those things happen to writing them down, whatever comes to you, writing it down, because then it's like, Oh my God, why life like this. And then you have this list or these, this kind of vault of all the times when shit was working out for you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
1: And it's like, You can even like try asking the question today, like intuition, show me a sign that all is well, show me a sign that I'm on the right path, make it unmistakable so that my mind can't question it. Like, show me, show me a sign and just see, go about your day and see like what, um, comes to you. It can be just like a fun way to like open your, open yourself up to that magic that already is always, um, always there.
0: Yeah. I love it.
1: I know. Me too. Oh my god! I'm having so much fun. Um. Okay. What else? Um, is on your heart? Do you want to share about biohacking? Because I've never had anyone on my podcast talk about biohacking, and I feel like that's something so interesting and fascinating that you do and are into. If you want to share
0: about it, yeah, I would love to share. I mean, biohacking is a vast elm, so there is many things, but. If you've never heard of biohacking, it really is just the the concept of using tools and techniques to optimize your health and well-being. And this can range from practices that our ancestors had and used all the way to using technology and AI. IV vitamins and supplements to hack your biology, right? So, some things you might have heard of that are biohacking might be red light facial masks, like therapy, which is where you either sit in front of a red lights device and that red light device helps to combat inflammation in the body and in the brain, and help to boost collagen and elastin production in the skin. They also can it have make masks my hair grow. <laughs> yeah, I can oh actually. God, they crazy. have one <laughs> hair, so you put it on your head, and there's a few things I can tell you about hair growth. So the first, the red light therapy thing for your hair is amazing. There's also some PRP, which they do in, on the skin as well. And it's basically, they, it's called a vampire facial. Have you heard of a vampire no, facial? No, <laughs> I've never gotten any kind of
1: facial, but if I was going to get one, it would probably be a vampire one because I like the sounds
0: of that. <laughs> sounds really cool. So um, what they they basically draw blood from your body and then they create this kind of, regenerative solution with your blood that they then inject back into your skin. And they do this with your hair and it actually helps boost your hair growth, which is wild. Wow! So that is really cool. And it's amazing for your skin too. So that's something you look into. There's also organs Which are really, really helpful for boosting hair growth. Because whenever you're thinking of nutrition, we always want to match whatever the substance in our body is made of. So, think of our hair, right? There's a lot of collagen and elastin and biotin hair. So, we think of what is made of those things. Well, animal foods are made of those things. And so thinking of eating like tendon, thinking of eating bone marrow, thinking of eating liver, and even like chicken feet is a really one that you can (laughs) eat. But the beautiful thing in the modern world, you don't really have to eat those things, you can take a supplement that's made of those things. So highly recommend. And I think this is crucial for anybody, especially in their childbearing years to take either an organ supplement or include organ meats in their diet. Very powerful stuff. If you've ever read the book by Weston price called nutrition and physical degeneration, it's incredibly fascinating. It's about a dentist who lived in the 1930s and he lived in Canada, and he was getting all these kids in his dental office with terrible teeth, like black teeth, rotting teeth. And he was like, this is, we live in this evolved society, but all these kids' teeth suck, right? He would get these magazines with pictures of people in indigenous communities, Aboriginal communities, and every single one had perfect teeth. And he was like, what the hell? This is weird. So he packed up his office and him and his wife went to travel the world and meet these communities all around the world. I mean, he went everywhere. He went to um, South America, North America, Australia, all of these places, Alaska. And he interviewed these people who were still indigenous, who still had not adopted these quote-unquote modern ways of eating. And what he found across the board was that they had a really long health span. They were really fertile. They had no pain in childbearing. They had amazing teeth. They had a really strong bone structure. They had really strong bone structure. And all across the board, they ate animal foods high dense nutrient rich animal foods. They weren't vegan. (laughs) They weren't like eating only vegetables. They were all eating nose to tail animals. So they were making broths, organ meats. They were really like nose to tail animal foods and high in eggs. They, some of them had raw dairy. Some of them didn't. They did have some more grain, some less grain, some more vegetables, some less vegetables, some more fruits, some less fruits, but everybody was eating lots and lots of high fats, animal foods, right? Like if you had a lean wow. piece of meat, they were like, that's for the dogs. They were eating wow. highly nutritious animal foods. And so what we can take from that is really that we're designed to eat animal foods and then the really cool thing is this is the end of my long story oh, I love it please keep going because I I
1: I'm like so like loving this so yeah cool. I'm sure so everyone then, listening is too
0: <laughs> so then the fascinating thing is he came at this really incredible time because right when modern foods quote unquote modern foods were being introduced into these societies Sugar, processed flour, like white flour, and seed oils. So instead of animal fats, canola oil, sunflower oil, all of these vegetable oils that were actually a waste product, right? And they wanted to create money from that. You had these really incredible food groups being replaced by processed foods. And if you can see, it's so wild. If you look it up, I see the before and after within one generation, these people who had these perfect straight teeth, wide jaws, like no crowding at within one generation of them starting to eat these processed foods, the children have crowded teeth, narrower faces, narrower hips. And they started having these health issues in their society within one generation of introducing processed foods into their, into their cultures. And so you think of all of the health issues that we have now, all of the neurological things that we have now, all of like how many kids need braces to straighten their teeth. People have to pull their teeth out because there's not enough room within their mouths anymore because our bone structure is getting narrower and our bones are getting Mm. less dense. And we're having all, I mean, children are now being born with issues, right? We can tie it so much to the foundation of our health, right? Like, obviously there are other environmental factors. We have so much pollution, toxicity in foods like pesticides. We're pumping kids full of injections when they're born with heavy metals. So there's so many factors, right? But this is a really big piece of it is that we're not getting the adequate nutrition that need to thrive. So it's a fascinating thing to think about.
1: It is. And you know what? It's like our for so many people, their what they are eating is most decided by and most influenced by marketing and what is food marketing most based on what is going to be the lowest cost and highest profit, which typically probably means like lower quality, less nutritious. And so I think it's like just something important to be aware of is, is marketing deciding what you're eating or is like true health and really following what feels right inside of your um, body deciding what you eat and are you listening to that are you trusting what feels right for you even if the marketing is saying that this is and this is right and this this and this is 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 wrong and i actually when i was going through my intuitive eating journey there was this study that kind of reminded me of the one you shared where they found this community that had like the lowest rate of heart disease of like anywhere. And they were like, what are these people eating? Like, what are they doing? And they went to this community and they were literally eating like ham with an inch, like rim of lard or like fat around it. And then yeah. everyone would have said, oh, that will make you so <laughs> unhealthy, whatever. That's so wrong. But they literally had the lowest rate of heart disease. And I think part of what they um, attributed that that to was like the community and the social like aspect, there was such a deep community that that brought so much um, health. And I think it's, you know, recognizing like, if if someone were to tell you like, eat ham with an inch of fat, like you probably be like, you probably would think, oh, like, that's not, right? Like that's not healthy because of what we've been told we should or shouldn't be eating. And it's like,
0: they had
1: the lowest rate of heart disease. And obviously there's so many factors, right? It doesn't mean eat ham and you won't have a heart attack, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's like, it's so fascinating to question the narratives and what we've been told and to lean into, um, our own like knowings of what feels right in the body.
0: And it's so deep because that intuition with your mind, the body is very similar because we have been programmed very much about food, just like we've been programmed about money and our worth. And the thing is when it comes to, I would say personally that that ham with the big fat lining of fat is the healthiest thing you could possibly eat and no, it's not going to cause a heart attack. And this is medical advice. This is my personal opinion, but what causes those imbalances in the is we're eating waste. Like those is literally to me, one of the biggest fears in heart issues and Because our bodies are so used to eating things aren't designed for us. When you start eating high fat, high nutrient rich animal foods, your body might not be prepared for that because you've been eating differently for so long that you have to build your way up to, you have to think of the enzymes that your body has stored and the ability to have hydrochloric acid break those things down, right? So what I would say is if you want to change your way of eating and you want to eat more nutrient dense foods, either working on one to help you do that supplementing with something like hydrochloric acid enzymes, probiotics, because for so many of us, intuitive eating it's really complicated because we have so much there's so much noise and conditioning and eat this exactly. don't eat that this is right this
1: is wrong i got to a point where i i had an eating disorder in high school and then uh was very much like orthorexic in my early um 20s and i was so wrapped up in eat this don't eat that that i got to the point where i remember like vividly this like just realization came over me where I was standing in my kitchen one day, like feeling like I literally couldn't eat anything. Anything. (laughs) I felt like nothing was safe to eat because there was something out there telling me that this is bad and this is bad and this is bad. And it felt like, oh my God, there's like, there's nothing safe to eat. And then I realized, well, that's pretty insane if I'm yeah. <laughs> believing there's nothing safe to eat. And that's when that was like a huge turning point for me because I realized like, mm, this is actually like not okay that yeah. I'm feeling like nothing is safe and allowed to eat. Yeah. And because I had gone so far from my um intuition. So I agree with you. And I think it's it is possible that we can come back to our um intuition in that area and be free. In that area, yeah. and not have it be something that has to be that we get right, or that we have to worry so hard about, or think so hard about, or stress about. It's like, and and on top of that, it's like food is just one piece mm-hmm. of health. I feel like the future of medicine is gonna very much include a lot more energy and emotional frequencies, baby. Work. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's, it's like our energy our energy and, and our emotions are everything. It's like, you probably could eat, like, I don't know, whatever people would consider the unhealthiest food for the rest of your life. But if you're uh, like satisfied socially, if you are in harmony with your intuition, if you're in harmony with your um, energy, if you are like living a life that's true to you and not like, living in the rat race it's like you could have like potentially (laughs) incredible like health right we don't know and that's the thing is like we don't actually know at the end of our life we're not going to know did working out those how many x more times actually give me more life or make my life better so it's like if we don't if we're never actually going to know what really (laughs) worked individually we may as well enjoy ourselves and do what feels right for us and like trust what unfolds when we live from that place.
0: Yeah. I mean I I feel like yes and no for me. <laughs> <laughs> because I think in a way when you're really in tune with your body and your intuition there's no way you're going to go eat McDonald's every day. Oh, 100%. Because, right, like, yeah. Like, it's just it's you could you could you could choose you couldn't choose things that are detrimental to your physical body. Cause we are in the 3d world, right? So like there is a sense of honoring what your body needs, but there are people who live to be 120 and drink Dr. Pepper every day. Right? So like <laughs> there is so much to be said about energy and about frequency. And I think if you really are in tune with your body, there is a sense of Honoring your body, right? Yeah.
1: It's like, and like you would naturally eat in a nutritious way because that's where your body and intuition would guide you.
0: Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. And And that's part of unpacking all of that, right? Is like that intuition piece.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what so many people I think are afraid of with intuitive eating. Like, oh my God, if I just listen to my intuition and I'm, if it's all allowed, then I'll just, I will go to McDonald's every day or I'll eat the whole bag of cookies or I'll eat 12 cookies. And it's like, you may go through like a honeymoon phase. If you've reallowed things back into your life where you maybe over consume it past alignment or past what your intuition would do. But over time, your intuition will guide you to natural, like balance and harmony and towards like, like you said, like Natural nutritiousness—that's even a word. Um, Yeah. So
0: yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I think there's two things with that too. Is like, one, if you're nourishing your body, like that's the beautiful thing about eating a animal-rich diet. Is like you're nourished, so you're not like every five. When I was a raw vegan, I was like, Oh my god, I need more food. You know, like, where's more sugar? Where's more fruit? And And then when I started eating animal foods and like having more protein and more fat, like I was able to be more grounded. My, my brain wasn't like a freaking I don't want to say crackhead, but that's kind of how it felt. You know, like I was like, like grounded enough where I had periods of time where I wasn't thinking about food. I I was nourished. I was satisfied. And then the other part of that is the last supper eating, which I has also (laughs) had eating disorder stuff for like the majority of my life is if you have such restriction around food, our brain, our animal brain is still like really powerful. And it does that, right. That, like you said, like, well, I'm never going to have this ever again. So I have to have as much of it as possible right now. (laughs) And that is such a, (laughs) it's such a thing, right. When you have such deprivation. So Like you said, it's really about cultivating that, cultivating that, letting it be a journey, just like entrepreneurship, just like honing your and cultivating that. Like if you can really put your well-being first, well-being is not physical, it's all of it. So you really want to cultivate that honoring your process, your journey, honoring where you've been. Because so much of that food struggle stuff and with our bodies too, like, how can I eat fat going to get fat, right? That's a program, but it's not like you can just turn it off. So really taking the time to see how you can do what feels in alignment for you without again, shooting, it should be like this. I should be there, right? Letting it be a process. Yes. I love that.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I feel like for me, there's not really, there's hard, I don't think I have anything that's off limits or like off the table with food. It's kind of like all allowed, which actually gives me the freedom to follow my intuition. And I can choose from everything, not just this limited subset of what my mind has been conditioned to believe is correct. And when you can choose from everything that frees you up so much more to actually be able to choose what's right
0: for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's the name of the game. Choose what's (laughs) right. Put
1: your well being first.
0: I feel like that. When you said that, I was
1: like, that's really, I feel like the summary, I feel like of so many of our conversations and even this conversation today is like, you're allowed to put your well being first. It's safe to put your well being first. And it's like, when you do, it's incredible. It's incredible how amazing you get to feel and how wonderfully life unfolds and only continues to get better and more beautiful and more expansive
0: yes absolutely amazing I feel like that yeah. is a good place to.
1: I think so too end, I love and, that we both like wow. knew it was like the perfect completion before either of us said it out loud it's yeah. like I knew you knew that I knew <laughs> that's how uh. we roll <laughs> Oh my gosh. Amazing. Okay. Any final like things we want to like share? Do we, should we share where we can find um yes. each other for ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you can find me Madison on Instagram at madison.arnholt, A-R-N-H-O-L-T. My website is madisonarnholt.com. And yeah, if you want to work with me, all that's on the website and all that, um, good stuff. And my podcast magnetically, you.
0: Yay. Such a good podcast, by the way, highly recommend. Thank you. And. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Dora VandeCamp, and you can find my podcast on iTunes and Spotify by beauty. And you can find me on YouTube at Dora Vandekamp. So yeah, that's, that's the deal. And if you want details on working with me go on Instagram. That's my jam.
1: Amazing.
0: Amazing. Yay! This was so fun. Thank you for being so wonderful. I
1: feel like you are just such a radiant, magnetic, kind um, person. I feel like you're here to like excavate the truth and let people know about it. That just came to me. So thank you for being you.
0: Thank you. And I think you are just the most ethereal and magical and really, truly like pure hearted soul. And I think you are also on a very important... So I'm very grateful and honored to be your friend and fellow podcaster and fellow coach.
1: Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this, feel free to tag us on Instagram. We'd love to see it. And I hope everyone has a magical rest of their day.